The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. With your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi, and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate healing the planet with Bill Douglas, who's also in the Kansas City area. Little did I know. I I was so surprised when I found out you were in Kansas City, too. (laughs) And I think, like I said, I think we met many years ago, but it's been a long time. Time flies, doesn't it? It It does. Yeah, I just, time doesn't even behave the same way anymore, I've noticed. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's just, it's, well, the Hopi Indians had a prophecy, uh, or the Mayan, the Mayan Indians had a prophecy, and, and they said that the time that we're living in today, right now, is, uh, uh, they called it the quickening. Oh, yeah. Which quickening, you know, used to mean in the Middle Ages that something is starting to show signs of life. Yeah. Oh, no, I think it's great. I think it's all positive. It doesn't feel like that a lot of times because, you know, when you're going through a lot of changes in your life, it feels really intense. Uh, but uh, but when you look back, you realize that those moments of intensity were big growth periods in your in your life. Huge, huge. I mean, we're going through this really huge growth spurt in the on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's why we're radiating healing the planet. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I think one of the things that came out of the lockdowns and the pandemic was people remembered how much they liked other people, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because we really missed them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I remember remember when 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 things just first started lifting, you know, it was like like in my Tai Chi classes, you know, in my meditation classes, people were just giddy. You know, they were just giddy being around other people. It was really cool. That sounds awesome. Um, so you've got some interesting projects going on to that, to those ends, right? Yeah. So what, tell, you you tell, what are the projects you have going on? Well, what happened was <clears throat> I spent 40 years collecting the science on mind-body practices. And, uh, and it just got more and more incredibly fascinating. Uh, and then I, uh, I had a book called The Gospel of Science that came out a couple of years ago and that had a lot of that science in it. And then I was getting I decided to do a second edition because the science on mind body uh, benefits is just coming out so fast. Oh, it really is. Yeah. And universities all over the planet. And so uh, I decided to do a second edition <clears throat> and then something kind of amazing happened. <clears throat> we uh, we had organized an event uh, start uh, 22 years ago. Uh, we held an event at the Nelson Atkins Museum here in Kansas City, and we got about 200 people to come and all do Tai Chi together. And we invited all the media to come and cover it because we were frustrated because we had all this amazing science on what, you know, mind body practices could do for people's lives. 
and we were sending it to the media and they weren't interested. And so I was, I was in a meditation one day and I had this idea that came, came up in my head and it said, why don't you get as many people as you can? And I just instantly thought the Nelson Atkins Museum, because it's such a spectacular location. And I thought, okay, uh, get as many people as you can out in front of the Nelson Atkins Museum to do Tai Chi, because Tai Chi is very visual, you know, it's kind of like slow motion Kung Fu. And uh, so we did it and we ended up getting a couple, a couple hundred people showed up and, uh, and I had been pestering the media for months. And so uh, the media all showed up and we actually got picked up by CNN. Uh, one of the local stations got picked up by CNN. And so then we started getting contacted by other Tai Chi groups and Qigong groups. And they said uh, uh, they wanted to participate. And so we, so the next year in 1999, we decided to call it World Tai Chi Day. And, uh, and it just spread around the planet like crazy. It's in 80 countries now. And uh, it's on the last Saturday of April. So anybody in the Kansas City area, make sure you come to the Nelson Atkins Museum at 9.30 a.m. on April 30th, the last Saturday in April. I'm putting that on my calendar now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, tell everybody about it. It's a lot of fun. You know, how often, you know, I always tell people, you know, I always tell my students, I say, you know, maybe your lives are a lot more interesting than mine. But for me to be able to go to a world-class art museum and play Tai Chi with the entire planet, is something that's kind of unusual for me. <laughs> and so, so it's a lot of fun. And we teach people how to do just a couple of Tai Chi moves so that they can play uh, at 10 a.m. That's the magic hour when it happens all over the planet, 10 a.m. local time. So it starts in New Zealand and Australia at 10 a.m. And then it spreads time zone by time zone all the way around to Hawaii. And so anyway, what happened was when I was doing that uh, in 2007, I had, con I had learned about something called the Global Consciousness Project at Princeton University and their engineering labs. Uh, what they discovered was that, when, uh, that people's minds could affect the computers in their lab. And uh, so uh, uh, they developed something called a random event generator. And what it is, is it's like an electronic coin flipper. It flips between ones and zeros uh, 200 times per second. And what they what they did was they had people in the lab focused on ones or zeros, and they found that it went more towards the ones or the zeros when they thought of it. And they weren't wired up to the computer. It was just their consciousness waves that were affecting it. Oh. And so uh, they were intrigued. And so they started taking these random event generators to like uh, symphonies and operas and cathedral masses, you know, where there was a mass of people that were all you know, kind of in, in sync together. Okay. And they found that it sent their random event generators off track. And so then that led to what they call the global consciousness project. And, and they put these random event generators all over the planet. And the first event that they discovered that it had an effect uh, on their computers around the planet was uh, Princess Diana's funeral, because the whole planet, you know, was virtually tuned in to her funeral. It was a very sad event, you know, I mean, she was beloved. And, uh, it, and it's funny too, because when, it, when they got married, I was in Hong Kong and I, and, and Hong Kong was a British colony and I wasn't the least bit interested. <laughs> and it was so frustrating because every channel had the Royal wedding on it, you know, so I couldn't escape it. But then I grew to love her because she was just a beautiful human being, you know, uh, an advocate for peace in the world. And, and so, uh, yeah, so it was really sad for everybody. And so anyway, it really affected their global consciousness computers. And that's when they realized there's something that they call a global consciousness. So in 2007, after I learned about their work, uh, I contacted them and I said, you know, we organized this event, you know, where people all over the world do Tai Chi and Qigong and yoga and meditation all together uh, for 24 hours. I said, could you look at your data and see if you see anything? And they didn't get back to me. And so I was really disappointed. You know, I just thought, uh, oh. so I moved on. But then, uh, you know, in uh, uh, just before January 1st, 2022, because that's when my book was going to uh, publish, uh, I contacted them <clears throat> and I said, you know, have you guys, uh, you know, have you guys seen any kind of indications of mind body practices affecting the global consciousness, you know, because there's an international day of yoga that came, you know, a few years after World Tai Chi Day. World Tai Chi Day kind of sparked a whole bunch of these worldwide mind body events. and. Uh, Anyway, they got back to me really quickly and they said, yeah, they, we've been studying about a hundred of these kind of events, uh, you know, where people around the planet come together and like healing and compassion consciousness. That's what they called it. And anyway, World Tai Chi Day, the event that we created that started in Kansas City, it was right at the top of the list. 
<laughs> and so that, you know, added to the book and then all that scientific research and everything led to uh, what we uh, established was a, a worldwide uh, movement called the Global Transformation Project. And the Global Transformation Project, uh, what we what we're, we have a United Nations resolution that we're going to submit to United Nations missions uh, countries all over the world to introduce to the uh, United Nations. Uh, and what it does is it advocates mind body mind body uh, science based mind body practices, which is uh, yoga, meditation, tai chi, qigong, and mindfulness. They have a mountain of research behind them become part of public education. And the motto of the event is it's time to use science in public education because it would save the world trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars. in I mean, I'm talking trillions of dollars each year in the future, year after year, in save uh, future healthcare costs and also save social costs because it uh, has a really powerful impact on uh, creating uh, uh, better behavior in 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 uh, the, the science uh, we can get into this as we go on, but the science on it shows that it can affect the whole society. That's amazing. You know, I'm devil's advocate here. I'm wondering if um, prisons, big pharma, insurance companies don't want to have this out there. Well, uh, <clears throat> I would have to agree with you, <laughs> but uh, what I've been doing for 30 years and, you know, mind body people all over the planet, We've been kind of slamming our head against the wall of the healthcare system. Now I teach, I teach at the University of Kansas Hospital. I teach all kinds of things for medical students and different departments and 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 people, uh, patients that uh, go there for different kind of conditions, uh, and uh, uh, and that's a great program. But mind body is still on the outer edges of healthcare. Uh, it's it you know you know thirty years ago when I started becoming aware of the science, I thought by now we would be like a major part of healthcare. So yeah, the pharmaceutical industry <clears throat> plays a role in that. <clears throat> and that was part of the uh, illumination that I had to go to public education because public education is, it's not controlled in the same way that, that healthcare aspects of healthcare are. And so, I, <clears throat> and, and when you look at the science and I'll, I have some of the science in this video that I was telling you about, uh, but the, uh, when you look at the science on what this does for students to become better students and get a better outcome in education, it just looks insane that we haven't already put mind-body practices into public education. So I feel like public education is an easier route to go than slamming our heads against the wall with the healthcare system. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, just start from the ground up again and transform transform society from the bottom up now yeah, go to the go to the seed the seed instead of, instead of trying to treat the sick leaves go to the you know go to the root find out what's going on with the root and that's and that's human consciousness yeah. oh that's incredible or even rather than take care of all the dead leaves at the top plant a new tree yeah right and uh, that's essentially what we'd be doing we'd be planting you know hundreds of hundreds of millions of new trees in the consciousness of uh, students. And I've taught kids at all ages and young kids, they are totally, uh, what, we, what we're advocating is that it be taught from kindergarten through uh, university in age appropriate ways. And uh, I've taught very young kids and man, they just, you know, they're, they're, they really resonate with it. You yeah. know, when we're kids, we're in tune with this stuff. We, and then we get all tied up in our heads as we get older and then we lose lose contact with that part of our consciousness that uh part that's just open to possibility and right right you know i i'm a substitute teacher on occasion i don't really have a lot of time for it but i i enjoy it at a private school and at this private school they've got mindfulness instructors and i was just amazed i think all schools need to have that and then their mindfulness people will just go classroom to classroom grade by grade mm -hmm. and do a program with the kids that would be wonderful are you so is that something that you're um is it something like that that you're advocating for no uh, uh what we're advocating for we're shooting for the moon and then people can pare it down if they want to and so uh based on the science uh if you if you do mind body practices every day uh, harvard says that's when you get the most benefit so what we're shooting for is a one hour a day uh mind body class for public education 
public educators around the world. And then and it would be a combination of those five that I mentioned, meditation, mindfulness, Tai Chi, Qigong, and yoga, because they have massive science behind them. And uh, uh, so it would be kind of a hybrid of PE and health science uh, encapsulated in a mind-body class. And uh, it would be much it would be much more effective than PE because you get cardio benefit from yoga and Tai Chi. So you would get your cardio benefit from that. And then plus you'd be getting all these brain changes and cellular changes and all the things that come with mind body. So uh, uh, so an hour a day would be uh, that's the optimum. And so that's what we're advocating Oh, that's amazing. That would be wonderful. Gosh, what a game changer. Yeah. 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 Um, and then that ties in. So this world. Uh, the Global Transformation Project. Ties yeah. in with the World Tai Chi, tai Chi Day. Yeah, well, World Tai Chi and Qigong Day, uh, you know, I kind of feel like, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's still it's it's going on and we're celebrating it and we're 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 organizing, uh, you know, doing organizing. But I feel like that was kind of a training ground for this global transformation project because the World Tai Chi Day, it educated uh, the media that we've gotten, the media coverage that we've gotten from World Tai Chi Day. Uh, when we look through the media, the estimates are that we reached uh, uh, over a billion potential media viewers and readers with science on mind-body practices through the coverage that we got. And so that was that was that was a really important thing. But it seems, you know, I just have my feeling is, is that that was a practice run for the Global Transformation Project, because that is what's going to fundamentally change the planet for the history of humanity. Oh, my gosh. Now, the Global Transformation Project, is that in conjunction in any way with Lynn McTaggart? Well, uh, we're we're reaching out to Lynn McTaggart and David Lynch and uh, Russell Brand and uh, John Kabat-Zinn. You know, all the mind-body people, we're reaching out to them to join this coalition. And we have a really impressive list of, of uh, uh, really renowned scientists that are already already a part of it. And so uh, what, we're, what, what we plan to do is to create a global mind-body coalition uh, because there's, you know, there's hundreds of millions of us that have enjoyed the benefits of mind-body practices. And so uh, if we can bring this coalition behind this UN resolution, uh, it, it, it'll, it'll be a really powerful thing. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Now, um, and now you've got also the second edition of Gospel of Science. And I did want to talk to you about that a bit. I heard you on George Norrie and okay. you were talking about the book. And I, I love, I, I get a lot of guests from George. I just, I love George. Uh, yeah. He's great, isn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just got that, you know, that childlike curiosity. Uh, and I don't mean childish, but I mean, you know, the, oh. in a beautiful way, that childlike curiosity and uh, you know, Joe Rogan's another guy, you know, it's like, you know, they're just curious about things. And they take the time to ask people questions, you know, and people love it, you know, and they resonate to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to talk to you a bit about the gospel of science. And, um, you know, can you just break us break that down for us a bit? Because I think that just the juxtaposition of gospel and science in the same title is very intriguing. I thought I thought I thought it would be. Uh, the reason I chose the word gospel is because the Greek root of the word gospel is good news. Right. And so this is the good news of science. And uh, it's it's profound. Uh, there's uh, uh, what I always tell people is if you have a gloomy view of the future, uh, you got to read this book, the new second edition of the gospel of science, because you'll walk away from it with a whole new vision of possibility. And uh, it's just like, you know, the, the, the solutions to our problems personally, uh, you know, health wise and mentally and emotionally, and also globally, they're just hanging there like ripe fruit. And these mind body practices, the science is just science has caught up with them to some extent. And they're just and the potential of these things is huge and profound. Uh, but I, but I get into some other concepts in the book, too. And one of them is, is that uh, the foundation of the universe is compassionate. And I spell out a lot of the science in the book because 
if you watch the news every day, the news is fear-based. And if you watch the news every day, you think that the world is dangerous and evil and everybody's out to get each other. But right. that is not the case. That's not the case. And, uh, and, and in fact, the science shows that the very foundation, the very fabric of the universe is compassionate. And uh, uh, one of the things that I opened, one of the uh, research sightings, and I meticulously cite all this science in the new second edition of Gospel of Science. And I have a website that has live links. So you can go to that website and you can get instant access to where I got my information because I don't want anybody to just take my word for it. I want, I want people to take, you know, take advantage of all this incredible science that's been done out there. And one of the things that I get to in the beginning of the book <clears throat> is uh, uh, there was a study that they did and they had people uh, experiencing selfish hedonistic pleasures. And then they had people experiencing uh altruistic pleasures, you know, altruisms, you know, when you're doing something for the greater good and you don't expect any return. And uh, what they found was they, they both got the same high. You know, they both had the same kind of euphoric feeling, whether it was the selfish one or the altruistic one, but the DNA knew the difference. And what they found was that when we were involved in selfish pleasures, uh, we had more inflammation, the, the health expression of the DNA degraded. But when we were involved in altruistic pleasures to help the greater good, our D, the inflammation went down. Our DNA health expression became more, uh, uh, you know, healthful. And uh, uh, and then there's another study. I didn't actually mention this. Uh, well, maybe I did. I can't remember. It's it's hundreds of pages. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, uh, but there was a study uh, at the Princeton University Pair Labs. Uh, Adam Curie talked about it in a documentary called. Uh, uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, uh, which is a fascinating documentary if you haven't seen it. Yet. It's, it's, it's about mind-body, but it's also other things too. You'll, you'll see when you see it. But anyway, Adam Curie was in that and he was talking about an unpublished study that they did at the Pair Labs at Princeton. And what they did was they had a random event, event generator controlled uh, grow light uh, in the center of the, of the square room. And uh, it was completely dark except for that grow light. And so because it was a random event genera generated light, it would, you know, uh, if you watch, you know, if you looked at the data long enough, it would, it would end up about 25% in each corner because that's, you know, that's what keeps the lights on in Vegas. <laughs> you know, you know that the probabilities are, you know, 25, 25, 25. <laughs> but uh, they took, they, they brought a living plant into the room and they put the living plant in one of the corners. And the light spent more time shining over there where the plant needed the light. Uh, Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. beautiful. And then another, uh, some of the other science that I have in there, uh, wow. you guys, you guys got to read this book. I'm telling you, <laughs> uh, but, uh, the, uh, one of the other things, uh, that, one of the other uh, things that I put in there was, uh, Dr. Roger Nelson, who's actually joined our global transformation project <clears throat> since I released the book. And, uh, uh, anyway, he said that he said one of the most exciting things that came out of their 20 plus years of research on the global consciousness project yeah. was that what they found was that when people were, were involved in healing compassion type events like World Tai Chi Day or International Peace Day or World Yoga Day or whatever, uh, our consciousness affects affected the global consciousness more powerfully than people's consciousness affected the planet during times of tragedy and fear. And that's a really hopeful sign for humanity. Well, that's amazing. Okay, so let me let me just wrap my head around this. Let me break it down. So, for example, you know, Princess Diana's funeral, 9-11, some of these global events together does not raise the consciousness as much as coming together for something positive. Well, uh, the okay, the events themselves may have sent their uh, charts off. But the thing is, is for like International Day of Yoga and World Tai Chi Day and International Day of Peace, there's a much smaller number of people that are tuned into it. Yeah, yeah we're just a tiny fraction of the people that were tuned into 9-11 or Princess Diana. Yet we had we had a, a, a statistically significant res, uh, effects on the global consciousness. So it shows that when our, when our individual consciousness is in a state of compassion and healing, it's more powerful than when it's in a state of fear and tragedy. And so that, that bodes well for the future of humanity. Oh my gosh. Can we do this every day? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs>
<laughs> well, if you get the book, you'll have it every day. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, there you go. There you go, because that would be so amazing if we all came together, you know, at nine o'clock every morning, wherever you are, and just said a prayer. Well, well, yeah, and uh, yeah, and repetitive prayer is also one of the things, one of the one of the practices that gives you mind body benefits, like the rosary, you know, repetitive yeah. prayer. Yeah, but uh, well, you know, uh, once the Global Transformation Project gets us into public schools, that will be happening. Hundreds of millions of new meditators will be introduced to the planet. Wow! And, uh, and we already know that when people go into uh, in the video that I was talking about, I, I get into this, but uh, but what, what what we know is that is that when uh, groups of people come into coherent consciousness, alpha, theta, brainwave states, and that's what all five of the mind body practices have the ability to do is bring us into that alpha, theta, brainwave state. Uh, when uh, large numbers of people go into that state, it has a healing effect on the whole society. And so hundreds of millions of new meditators being introduced to the planet. You know, we're talking about, you know, global transformation. Right. Dot org. Exactly. <laughs> global transformation project dot org. I actually left the project off when I was on George Norrie. I was like kicking myself for that. <laughs> transformation project dot org. Dot org. So let's let's break it down even to an individual level bill so um an individual person um how can they affect consciousness maybe for themselves and the people around them mm -hmm. meditate uh you know practice mind body meditative practices and again uh meditation uh yoga tai chi qigong mindfulness all these things have the ability to bring us into that state. And when we practice, if we do meditate every day, we start to find ourselves kind of kind of doing meditations as we go through our day. You know, we'll catch ourselves when we start to feel stressed and tight, you know, and then we'll just, you know, just kind of let go and drift. And so it starts to become kind of a way of life. And, uh, uh, you know, it was like uh, one of the things that I was thinking about, you know, as we developed the Global Transformation Project was when I was young, this was way before your time, but when I, when I was young, uh, the Kung Fu series with David Carradine was like a really big deal on television. Oh, yeah, I was, remember that. Yeah, there, it wasn't reruns. It was actually, you know, it was like I was waiting for that for that night when it would come on. I think we're about the same age, Bill. <laughs> well, you don't look like it. So. <laughs> but uh <laughs> David Carradine. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. And it kept and, and my favorite scenes were the ones when they would cut back to his youth in, uh, growing up in the Shaolin Temple, <clears throat> you know, and he was learning all these profound things from Master Poe and, you know, the other masters. And uh, so uh, the Global Transformation Project, essentially, uh, in a science based, uh, non theological way, would would make public education all over the planet a Shaolin wow. temple, and we would have Kwai Chain Kings walking all over the planet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, uh, well, it's interesting you mentioned Kung Fu because that is very related to Tai Chi, just a very slowed down version, right? Yeah, uh, but I've met, uh, there's, a, uh, there's actually a great Qigong master uh, named Master Li, L-I, Li Jen Feng is his name. Everybody should Google him. And he's just a beautiful, extraordinary human being. And anyway, he was he was one of the greatest Kung Fu coaches in Chinese history. He, he won all kinds of Kung Fu championships with uh, for the Chinese uh, national Kung Fu team. And then uh, he, he he discovered Qigong, you know, which is more of a meditative practice like like Tai Chi can be. It's not always taught that way, but it can be. But Qigong, you know, very, very contemplative, meditative. And it just it just changed his whole perspective on everything. And he gave up Kung Fu. He gave up his great career in Kung Fu and became a Qigong teacher. And now his Qigong focus is love. And uh, so love is uh, 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 the vibration. And in fact, uh, I've heard him speak and he said that uh, uh, I, I heard uh, when we first started trying to organize World Tai Chi Day, I, I flew out to Baltimore to go to a national Qigong association uh, annual conference to pitch everybody on the idea of a world Tai Chi day. And master Lee, uh, he was the speaker that spoke before me. And, uh, 
And so, you know, he gave his talk and then I gave my pitch on World Tai Chi Day. And then it was time for the break and everybody was walking out to lunch. And he walked up to me in the hallway on the way, walking down the hallway towards lunch. And, I, you know, we were complete strangers. We'd never met before in our lives. And uh, so it was, it, it, it was something that just really stuck with me, you know. And he walked up to me and he said, why are you doing this, you know, this World Tai Chi Day? And he said, uh, he said, if you're not doing it for love, he said, don't do it at all. Ooh, and it just, it was like a crystal arrow that just lodged right in the center of my brain. And it had a huge impact on the whole 22 years unfolding of World Tai Chi Day. So the motto of World Tai Chi Day is one world, one breath. So for those who don't really know, okay, for me, who I don't really know the difference between Tai Chi and Qigong, can you break that down? Yeah, uh, Qigong actually literally translated from Chinese means breathing exercise or life energy exercise. And so it's meant to, de it's designed to help, un you know, unclutter the stress out of our body through the combination of breathing and visualization techniques. And, and also it can be moving as well, but it can also be sitting meditations. And uh, I actually have a great one. Everybody should use it. It's free on YouTube. It's called, if you, if you go on YouTube and you, and you search sitting Qigong Bill Douglas and Qigong is spelled Q-I-G-O-N-G, sitting Qigong Bill Douglas. It's just a free thing that I put up there. I think I did it after the 2007 financial collapse because everybody was so stressed out and I just put it out there as a public service. And so I was glad it was out there during the pandemic. But uh, yeah, so Qigong, uh, it, it, help, it uses a combination of breathing, uh, visual, relaxing visualizations, and also relaxing gentle movements in the moving Qigong uh, to uh, uh, break up the blocks in the natural flow and expanse of our life energy that expands through us. And uh, <clears throat> now Tai Chi, it looks, it looks kind of like slow motion Kung Fu. Uh, and it's taught in a lot of different ways. I mean, I've met a lot of teachers that it's for them, it's just physical. It's just kind of an aerobic exercise. But for most Tai Chi teachers, it's like a Qigong experience. Uh, you know, it's designed to get the body to learn how to relax while we're in complicated motions. And then what it does is it teaches us how to move through our lives and do everything that we do in a way that's less taxing to the body, less taxing to the mind and more, uh, uh, so that we're more open to this flow of life energy that expands through, you know, everything, everything in the universe uh, when, when we don't block it with our squeezing brain. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive, holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a coworker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. 
We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, back to our podcast and back to our guest. That is so wonderful. Now, um, when we were talking before, you said you had a video that you'd like yeah. You know, we don't usually do that on it's well, let me just say it's never come up on this podcast before, but it sounded great. Yeah, I I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, Yeah, I've 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 used different videos, uh, but this one, this is actually a world premiere for this video. Is it really? Yes, it is. Okay, here we go. Uh, so this is about 15 minutes. And uh, uh, like I was saying, I, I have to show it through the credits because uh, uh, the music and the fractal unfolding that I use, uh, they asked me to have it in the credits. So we've got to watch yeah. those. This is just right at the end, very short. Yeah. Now, I'm not hearing any sound, are you? I am hearing sound. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, that's Kansas City there. What is it? In the 2022 book, New Second Edition, The Gospel of Science, it collects 40 years of mind-body scientific research, which led to the creation of the Global Transformation Project, a simple, elegant plan for global transformation. Fear stress is what fuels over 8 trillion measured in U.S. dollars per year of our planet's precious resources to be spent on rising health care spending and nearly 2 trillion in military spending worldwide each and every year, which is one of the world's major pollution and CO2 sources. There is a simple, elegant cure for this growing fear in the world. Ancient mind-body practices Yoga, meditation, qigong, mindfulness, and tai chi provide a science-based answer to our world's growing fear and division and to our economic woes. Does this cure sound too simple? Science proves that mind-body education is the solution to our global economic health and rising global depression, which feeds the growing fear in the world. The number of incident cases of major depressive disorder worldwide increased from 162 million in 1990 to 240 million in 2017, representing an increase of 49%. And this was before the pandemic. Lancet Journal reports anxiety and depression skyrocketed nearly 30% since then. Mind-body practices can provide the same antidepressant benefits as pharmaceuticals, yet without negative side effects. However, mind-body does provide side effects, profoundly beneficial side effects to people and global health, which could save the world trillions in annual health costs. Dr. Herbert Benson of Harvard points out that between 60% to 90% of all illnesses sending people to doctors is caused by stress and best treated by mind-body practices. This was also supported by a 20-year Kaiser Permanente study, which found that between 70 and 85% of the illnesses sending people to their doctors were caused by stress. By spreading mind-body education throughout the planet via public education, we could save trillions each year, year after year, in future health and social costs. This is the goal of the Global Transformation Project. We have created a United Nations resolution advocating science-based mind-body education for public education worldwide. There is a precedent for this. In 2014, the United Nations General Assembly passed a UN resolution proclaiming the International Day of Yoga based on the same goals of advancing world health as our Global Transformation Project That's the World Tai Chi Day event in Egypt. It passed with a record number of co-sponsoring nations, UN missions. 177 nations co-sponsored it. 
The Global Transformation Project's founders have a record of massive global impact, founding World Tai Chi Day in 1999, which today is held in over 80 nations and has been officially proclaimed or supported by over 22 United States governors, the National Congress of Brazil, the Senates of Puerto Rico, California, New York, the President of Croatia, the National Ministry of Bonaire, consulates of China, Italy, India, and government bodies and institutions all over the world. An excerpt from the new second edition, The Gospel of Science. What could the world do with trillions of extra dollars? Possibilities are profound. Estimates are that world hunger could be ended with just $30 billion a year. 3.4 million, mostly children, die annually from water-related diseases, according to the World Bank estimates. $150 billion each year would provide clean water worldwide. Wrapping our heads around this, that just a tiny fraction of the trillions saved in health costs could end world hunger and millions of water-related deaths is huge. Global transformation on a gargantuan scale. Global Transformation Project founders, decades of global mind-body organizing efforts revealed that mind-body teachers exist in virtually every city in every nation of the world. Public education can expand the use of these vastly underutilized resources on a massive scale. And this is only the beginning of what the Global Transformation Project offers the world. Global Transformation Project founders' efforts involved organizing mind-body practitioners, Tai Chi, Qigong, Yoga, and meditation around the planet to come together for a 24-hour period on the last Saturday of April for over 20 years. Princeton University's Pair Lab Project, known as the Global Consciousness Project, provided data showing that this event had actually measurably increased coherence in global consciousness not just for those participating, but for the whole of humanity. Transcendental meditation research with major universities and in conjunction with police statistics departments did a series of studies showing that if just 1% of a city's population was high-level meditators, it could dramatically reduce the violent crime rates for the entire city. And in one study of 48 cities, this effect remained for five years. The Princeton University Pair Lab Born Project showed that even far less than 1% of planet Earth's population could create greater coherence in planetary consciousness. Not just for the World Tai Chi Day and the GTP founders organized. By ensuing events like the International Day of Yoga, World Peace Meditations, etc., had similar beneficial effects on the planetary consciousness. On the microcosmic scale, prisons and schools that have incorporated mind-body education have seen massive improvements in behavior, less violence and bullying. In fact, mind-body education expanding across the planet is already changing the world. Violent crime rates in the United States and many countries are at 40-year lows. Yes, you heard that right. 40-year lows in violent crime rates. Why does that sound unbelievable? Because today's media is fear-based. Another excerpt from the new second edition, The Gospel of Science. In June 2011, a Psychology Today article entitled, If It Bleeds, It Leads, Understanding Fear-Based Media, spoke of how fear-invoking news stories feed on the anxieties of people and, in effect, hold us captive. This is something that needs to change when you consider that our health and our future has its seeds in the ether of our current state of mind. An October 2011 Associated Press article by Seth Bornstein titled, Surprisingly Enough, the World is a Safer Place, published in San Francisco Gate, points out that although media reports make us feel like the world is more violent, New data is saying that, in fact, our world is indeed much safer than any time in history. Albert Einstein had a question that, said, that he said was the most important question we could ask ourselves. Is the universe a friendly place? 
Well, the answer to that is increasingly yes, and it may reflect at least partly what is happening in the brains of millions of people worldwide who are literally rewiring their minds through meditative experiences, creating an ever-friendlier planet. End of quote. How does this affect the fear behind the planet's woes? Mind-body research shows that mind-body practices can actually physically shrink the stress-fear parts of the brain while increasing the size activity of the empathy and compassion parts of the brain. The TM and Princeton research shows this is not local to just those practicing mind-body practices. It has a planetary effect that reduces violence in the world. What would introducing hundreds of millions of new mind-body practitioners in the world do for the planet? The Princeton-born Global Consciousness Project founder, Dr. Roger Nelson, said that the most exciting finding of their 20 years of research was that when a, mind, a human mind is in a state of healing, compassion, and tension, and that mind connects with others around the world in that state of grace, it is a more powerful state, according to their data, than fear and tragedy states are. Mind-body education in public schools worldwide would increase the size of the empathy and compassion parts of hundreds of millions of students' brains. And when these students worldwide go into alpha-theta brainwave meditative states all around the planet for one hour each day, as the Global Transformation Project's UN resolution advocates for public schools, science shows the positive effects of this could be massive beyond imagination. We are talking global transformation on a scale so vast, huge, and beautiful that our current mindsets can hardly even begin to imagine. But do public educators care enough about this vision of global transformation to adopt mind-body education as part of public education? No, but this is what they would be extremely interested in. Science shows it would be virtually insane not to adopt mind-body education for public education because the science reveals mind-body education will increase students' IQs improve GRE reading scores, improve math proficiency skills, improve verbal fluency, reduce student absenteeism due to illness, improve student focus and test scores, reduce bullying and behavior problems, and reduce ADD or attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder. No rational public educator would look at this science and not become extremely excited about mind-body education in public schools. Plus, science reveals that if teachers participate in mind-body education with students and on their own, it reduces teacher burnout. The science is in. Become a healing part of history. Visit www.globaltransformationproject.org where you can sign our petition to UN missions worldwide to pass the science-based mind-body education for public education resolution, which we will be submitting to UN missions worldwide. Backed by the sole force of tens of thousands of petition signers, which we will share with the UN missions when we approach them with this resolution. Once you sign the petition at globaltransformationproject.org, Please do what you can to spread the word on this historic opportunity for planetary transformation. Also, if you are a scientist, health, or education expert, please add your name to our growing list of science, health, education professionals backing our UN resolution campaign. The event's motto is, Time to Use Science in Public Education. We have an opportunity to change the world forever in beneficial ways beyond comprehension. Alone, we can do so little. Together, so much. Helen Keller
Unless we breathe in each other, there is no garden. like that on the podcast like showing a video like that but very interesting it goes into a lot of you know different parts of the this project i love the french song at the end oh yeah isn't that gorgeous yeah that's uh that's uh visions visions of Rumi. uh a great album uh the whole album's incredible amazing yeah it's all based on this the the persian uh the iranian sufi mystic uh, yeah, uh Rumi. Yeah, right. Yeah, amazing. Um, so all of this global transformation project, I mean, grew out of your practice of Tai Chi. Yes, uh, uh, teaching for, you know, thir- over 30 years now in schools. And uh, I mean, you know, teaching in school, <clears throat> well, you know, I mean, teaching everywhere, you know, you see people, you know, whose lives get transformed by this you know, we have, I've seen in my hospital classes, I've seen people get off the very first class that I did and it was at Shawnee Mission Medical Center. And uh, it, it wasn't for the staff or doctors, it was, it was for the public. Uh, but uh, there was a whole bunch of doctors that signed up for it. There was a surgeon, a pharmacologist, ER physician, just se- uh, several health professionals. And uh, it just blew their minds. They were, it, it was the, they, they signed up for the first eight week course. By the end of that eight week course, they were, get, they were off of hypertension meds. They'd been on for years and years. The surgeon had a chronic pain and limited mobility from a car accident from years before, you know, and being a surgeon, she'd been through everything Western medicine had to offer and uh, still had the problem after eight weeks of the meditation and the Tai Chi and Qigong, she had complete mobility, no more chronic pain. I mean, it just blew their minds. And so then what they did was they, this is before Google, at least for me. And so they went to their hospital database and uh, they started searching for medical research on meditation and Tai Chi. And uh, they found studies that validated the benefits they were getting and they handed them to me. And I remember when they first handed them to me, I thought, why are they giving this to me? I'm not a doctor. <laughs> and uh, but this stack just grew, you know, and then Google came along and then the stack, you know, really grew. And, uh, you know, and I just realized this stuff would change. This stuff is I mean, it is changing the planet, you know, the global consciousness project at Princeton and the TM 
research that are alluded to in the video. Uh, yeah, they're showing that it's it's already transforming the planet, but the potential, I mean, the possibilities. Oh, I mean, yes, it's it's just the the stro the slow steady trickle, right? Mm -hmm. It could be so much more of a gush. Could be a tidal wave. Yeah, right. a, a, a good one, a good tidal wave. Yeah. Now, how did you find your way to Tai Chi in the first place? I, uh, my dad, my father, I grew up in Western Kansas and uh, my whole family, they were all Okies, except for me. Yeah. I was the only Jayhawker. And uh, uh, they had me after they moved here. But my dad was in World War II. He was in frontline combat for three years. He served under General Patton. And if you ever saw that first seven minutes of Saving Private Ryan, yeah, uh, he, he he was in four beach invasions, four. Wow. Yeah, and uh, so I grew up in a post-traumatic stress household, and uh, and I've taught at the I've taught at the veteran at the VA hospital, <clears throat> and I did teach my dad some of this stuff, uh, but it, but he he already had heart disease. It, uh, you know, it was just right right before he passed away, but. Uh, I, uh, you know, I was trying to teach it to my mother. Uh, well, the, well, the way that I got involved in it, I kind of skipped ahead there, was uh, because I had grown up in a post-traumatic post stress disorder household. Uh, when I had my own kids, all that stuff started coming up, you know, because, you know, as a teenager in college and everything, I was just self-medicating, you know, because everybody was in the 70s. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and that was a lot of fun. But then when I had kids, then all of a sudden I couldn't party all the time. And uh, so I ended up going to a therapist in California. We'd moved to California and uh, he recommended mind body practices. He actually worked at the VA hospital with Vietnam veterans. And uh, and so he recommended, you know, mind body practices to me. And so then that's when I got involved in a meditation and Tai Chi class. And then I was just so amazed with it, you know, that very quickly I started studying, you know, I studied yoga a little bit and uh, uh uh, you know, mindfulness, you know, the big, the big five. And uh, so, you know, it really helped me with my life, you know, just dealing with my own life. And then when I started, and then, you know, when I moved to Kansas City and started teaching, uh, that class at the Shawnee Mission Medical Center showed me that it's a really powerful health uh, medical tool. And uh, because all those doctors were just shocked at the benefits they were getting. And so then that that's where I really launched into uh, Tai Chi and Qigong as part of healthcare. But during all those years, during those three decades of teaching, uh, I was teaching in, you know, basically anywhere I could get into, but I got, you know, I got into a lot of public schools with kids at different age groups and kids just took to it. And then, you know, as this stack of, you know, scientific research got huge, you know, for this uh, new second edition of the gospel of science, uh, you know, it, it, it just, you know, it was like an arrow through my head. It was just like an awakening. And I just realized it is crazy that we're not teaching this stuff in public schools. You know, I mean, who doesn't want kids to have better GRE reading scores and math proficiency skills and verbal fluency skills and higher IQs? Mind-body practices actually make our IQ higher, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. And, and I love that the science backs us up. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, what about teaching parents to do this at home? Well, I think that, I, you know, I think, uh, yes, of course, uh, that needs to happen. Uh, but uh, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm keeping a laser focus on public schools because I think that's very doable because we got that International Day of Yoga passed by a record number of co-sponsoring yeah. nations. So yeah. it's like the window of opportunity is open to do this. And I think that parents will be influenced by the changes their they see in their children. You know what I mean? Because their kids aren't going to be bouncing off the walls. And I've had many parents say this. You know, it's like, yeah, my kid used to be bouncing off the walls. And now, you know, she just like sits there and like she'll read a book. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it blows their minds. And so I think that's going to, you know, that's going to have a ripple effect on their parents. Yeah. Um. Yeah, absolutely. This is absolutely fascinating. So the Gospel of Science, second edition, and what other books have you written? Well, uh, if you do a search, if, you, if you're going to get the Gospel of Science, make sure you, when you search on Amazon or whatever, you put in new second edition 
gospel of science. Otherwise, oh. you'll get the first one, which is great, but it doesn't have a lot of the science in it. Uh, well, okay, other books that I've written. Uh, I wrote The Complete Idiot's Guide to Tai Chi and Qigong. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've probably seen that in bookstores before. So that's uh -huh. uh, published all over the world. And uh, and then and that's that was really part of how we launched World Tai Chi Day because the, my publisher let me put a chapter in there called World Tai Chi Day. And uh, at that time, it was kind of just a vision, but I, I just knew it was going to happen. So I wrote a chapter for the book. And then also I wrote uh, The Tao of Tai Chi, The Making of a New Science. And uh, and then I've had some award winning uh, books. I have a book called The Amateur Parent, a book on life, death, war and peace and everything else in the universe. And uh, a story in that won the AOL Chicken Soup for the Soul United States Award. Uh, they gave they gave one award to you know, what different countries around the world that submitted, uh, submitted. And I, I was the United States winner for that one. It was, it was a story about little league baseball. Uh, my son used to play up at Satchel Page stadium yes. uh, in, in little league. And so I wrote a story about how all the parents, you know, it was like, we were all different races and then all, and then little by little, you know, we started noticing that the other parents were cheering for our kids. And then we all started sitting closer and closer together, you know, and it became this, you know, this, connectivity of humanity and so anyway that one the aol chicken soup for the solo work the amateur parent uh and then i also got uh, best uh, fiction of the year from spiritual enlightened magazine i wrote a couple of novels and one of them is called 2012 the awakening that's the one that i got the best fiction of the year award for and then the other one's called a conspiracy of spirits wall street versus the 99 percent <laughs> and uh, and they're both and both of the books interestingly both of the books are about glo uh, a global awakening you know where people's consciousness you know they tune in and they you know their lives follow a path and then also uh their consciousness uh, well in 2012 the awakening their consciousness ripples out and affects everybody else's consciousness and this was before this is before i knew that we had affected planetary consciousness with world tai chi day so when i found that out i was thinking wow i'm just like ravi the hero <laughs> i'm just like ravi the hero in 2012 the awakening it was like i was writing this book as like a prescient thing you know and i'm i did a swab test i'm like 98 scottish highlander and the scottish highlanders are known for what's called the second sight uh, i went to scotland and learned about this and what it's defined as is an involuntary ability to glimpse the future and then once i learned about that i realized my family you know i, I had seen that in my family you know and myself and it helped kind of make make a lot of sense it's good to kind of find out what your roots are but i remember <clears throat> i was too young to know about this but my sisters told the story uh, when i was really little my grandfather uh, he was always a real mellow guy and he would sit out at the picnic table out in the backyard and have his breakfast and coffee and smoke his pipe and read the newspaper. And so, you know, he was sitting out there and he was always real kind of quiet and, you know, thoughtful and everything. And then one morning he got up, uh, he stood up from the table and he threw his newspaper down on the, uh, uh, on the table. And he goes, God damn it. He goes, I don't know why in the hell Kennedy's going to Dallas. They're just going to kill him down there. Oh my God. Well, that's crazy yeah well bill this has been absolutely fantastic and inter and just fascinating right all of this research and everything now where can people find out about all of the books you've written i mean is there one like a one-stop shop where we can find out everything bill douglas well, uh, smarttaichi.com is a place where I have my Tai Chi stuff and I list some of my books there. I don't have the new second edition of the Gospel of Science. You need to go to Amazon or bn.com or whatever uh, for that. But uh, yeah, smarttaichi.com gives you access to a lot of the stuff that I've done. And, and uh, uh, you know, and all my books are on Amazon. Right. Great. Oh, that's fantastic. So, um, yeah, I will include that link in the show notes and also the global transformation day or project.org. I'll include that in the show notes as well. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. This has been so fun talking to somebody yeah, in my backyard. <laughs> thank you, Bill. Yeah. Thank you. This is great. I, I, it was really nice meeting you, you yeah, for the second time, I guess it's been a long time. Yeah, no, no, I'm 30, 35 years ago, I guess doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> totally new people. By now. All right. Take care. And we'll, we'll talk. I'd love to have you back and we'll talk again later. 
Oh, I'd love that. That'd be great. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm really honored to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.